0: Hey, welcome to The Ordinary Black Professionals. I'm Nicole. And I'm Stefan. And this week we're talking about a news article that was released by the BBC this week where the title says Black Bosses Shut Out by Vanilla Boys Club. And what this essentially means is that for the first time in six years, there are no black chairs, chiefs, executives or finance chiefs. There are less black people at the top of FTSE 100 companies than there has been for many, many years. How do you feel about this, Steph?
1: Well, I'm surprised, I think, um, because there's been quite a drive towards diversity, I think, in a lot of companies, especially those large FTSE 100 companies, Mm. right? But at the top, um, you know, you said there's none in the last six years?
0: Yeah, no black chairs, executives, finance chiefs.
1: Yeah, I, i'm not really surprised that there's not a lot i'm just surprised that there's none in six years mm. you know mm. especially you know they don't all have to be ceo they just could be chief executives but yeah
0: so i i found this article uh, through my client it was posted on their kind of black network and i decided to share it at my own company and when i read it i was outraged I was so angry and I was angry for lots of different reasons partly because a lot of companies I think make a front that they want to hire more um, black people into the company but then when it comes to actually progressing them and caring about their career and recognizing that black people face a ceiling a glass ceiling then they, they don't want to support them in, in reaching those, those higher positions. Yeah. And I was always as also angry because I felt like people don't realise that this is a problem. I'm tired of telling people again and again and again that in wider society, black lives matter. Black lives just don't really matter. And I'm tired of having to almost convince people that that's the case. And seeing this kind of reconfirmed again that in the corporate world how well we do how far we progress just doesn't actually matter and I felt really really vexed and then I was writing the post um, to share this article on um, in my company kind of using our like a tool that we use to share information I was writing it and I was feeling really really angry that this was even the case and that despite you know, lots of stuff that companies are doing or whatever—it's just not good enough, and the racial equality is becoming less and less and less, and we are, you know, t- taking steps backwards. I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous.
1: As I say, I'm su- I'm not surprised that uh, there's none at the top. I'm just surprised that there has been zero movement at all. I think. At the top level, CEOs, CFOs, we need to push more diversity because as we know already, like leadership comes from the top. Mm. Yeah? Leadership comes from um, people at the top pushing their ideas, pushing the direction of the company and pushing direction of the companies also changes society. Okay. Because people spend five days of the week at work and two on the weekend. And those five days are, you know, you're, you're being shaped of how to communicate with your peers, how to work together, all that type of thing are happening in those five days and that should include diverse conversations with diverse people, uh, people working together, um, sharing ideas. When you've got diversity at the top, you also have people um, understanding the different ways in which to communicate with different audiences, right? And we see you time and time again in different industries where you have to communicate with your audience, whether that's your target market or whoever it is, that if you don't have understanding at the top, foolishness happens yeah right? and i think and, you know, and we've
0: we've seen that before with yeah. things like um h&m when they did the post around cheeky little monkey and then they had somebody a, a little black boy wearing that hoodie they regardless of whether you know the family were comfortable with that or not it's just the fact that there's a cultural there's an insensitivity there yeah. and that got you know that that to have gone out for press the amount of people who would have had to have seen that and been like, yes, 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 yes. You know what I mean? I got many, 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 ticks across the board. Yeah. But yet still it got sent out because someone hadn't said, or I don't think we should really be like referring to a black person as a monkey. There's lots of negative connotations of that. Or someone did raise it. And because of more than likely that person's seniority, it just got shut down. Yeah. Like, oh no, we don't want to listen to you. You don't. What, what do you know, you junior person?
1: But if you have diversity sprinkled across the company, right, then at different when, levels, at all these different levels, including the very top, then you see that if someone raises that, then there is a voice to be heard somewhere. That exactly. In somewhere in the company, higher up understands. Yeah, we shouldn't be doing that. Right? Yeah. Even if the CEO, CFO, whoever it is doesn't see that advert before it goes out there's people at different levels it can move up the chain you know but when it's just you don't have that diversity or understanding in the company it just gets shut just gets shut
0: down completely yeah and that doesn't just
1: other situation with um, john boyega yeah yeah um i can't remember the the, the company it was some perfume or something yeah that he advertised and he created the advertisement himself um he it was all about his experiences, his family, his culture. And then they took all his ideas and just translated it into a Chinese guy. And uh, and it was not the same. Yeah. You cannot take someone's culture and just switch it into something else. They're two different cultures. There mm. should be two different designs, two different things, two different audiences. right? And there's a sensitivity as well about why John Boyega did those things why he chose to do those things and now he doesn't want to work with them anymore you know mm. so so there's there's lots of these situations of where um not having that diversity you know going back to it not having that diversity at the top of these FTSE 100 firms or even FTSE 500 firms is hurting
0: yeah you hurts know? your brand hurts your reputation yeah i couldn't agree more And it's not even just experiences of, you know, people of of people of colour. It's also experiences of those who sit within the LGBTQ community and also women as well. And, and, you know, anyone really who who falls within an oppressed or marginalised group. I just couldn't agree more why it's um, it's so important, as, as you said, to have that sprinkle of diversity across the business. What I can't understand and what angers me so much is why... Like some businesses can't see that, don't understand it, don't get it. I don't understand and don't get why it's not invested in as much as marketing, finance, recruitment. You know, you've got companies out there that don't even want to invest in having a proper d person in the company. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Which kind of says, actually, I don't view it in the same way as marketing, as finance. I don't give it that
1: it's not important. It's
0: not important. That's ba- in my mind, that's basically what you're saying. I'm not, I don't give it that same weight, that same value. I don't hold it in that same esteem as I would marketing.
1: You know what's funny and about that particular the point? Big,
0: and that tells me you don't get it. Yeah. You don't get it.
1: You know what's funny about that particular point is that these companies always want to praise culture. You know, especially if you're a smaller company, you want to praise culture and say, we have an amazing culture. Um, everyone loves working here. Mm. We have bean bags or or we have these benefits which are amazing, but there's no mention of dNI, right? because they don't consider that to be either important to their culture or part of their culture or they think it's already in the culture. it's just it's just there. It's not. It's not oh, that we have to do something thing. for it, or it's not that you know. We just, we just, t- the type of people who just feel like we're diverse, like we, we, we're, we're nice guys, is there, you know, is in. And built. this is,
0: and this is, it's not inbuilt. This is fundamentally wrong thinking. That is fundamentally wrong. You know, that idea that the, you know, diversity and inclusion is already embedded into your culture. That that thinking alone. I'm sorry to anyone out there who's listening who thinks that's the case. I'm telling you now for free that that is wrong. Yes, diversity is about, you know, making sure that we have diverse individuals, you know, people from marginalized society and and those who are not walking through the door in the company. But it's also making sure that those individuals have a space where they feel, you know, comfortable and they feel like they can reach those senior positions uh, regardless of their background. So that's kind of one aspect of diversity, but it's also making sure that your policies, your decision making, um, all of that stuff embody an organization that equally um, you know, that, 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 that treats everyone the same regardless of their background so it's making sure that with things like pay rises that you're looking at not just the gender split but you're looking at okay well you know do white women get paid more than women of color like what's the split there and making sure that there is Uh, policies in place that um, you know don't disproportionately affect a particular individual so it's it's, it's a whole much bigger piece than getting specific types of people into an organization and then inclusivity is making sure people feel like they truly belong there that the culture embodies everybody in the company not just those who like to drink or who like football or who are really into afro beats or whatever it is it's that like every single person in that company feels that they belong and have a place and have a stake in that company and they feel included to say that the culture that you have already is going to you know just naturally without you doing any work without you thinking about it without you know any thinking research understanding of these different groups in the company that's just gonna be yeah is wrong it doesn't make any sense how could you how, how could if you say you know you really you know our culture is really good how can it just organically be that men and women are paid fairly how can it just organically be that women hit those C-suite positions, that black women hit those C-suite positions? How can that organically be when essentially we come from a society that is inherently unequal, that is racist, that is misogynistic, that is homophobic? How can that be when we don't live in a society that innately treats people equally? It doesn't make sense because those same prejudices, isms that we have outside of society, they will naturally bleed and work their way into our work life. So, how, so why would work be so different to our outside society and norms? Why would work be this, you know, it's not a microcosm and it's completely siloed from Um, the prejudices and the inequalities that we that we face or that you know happens in the in the real world when you walk into those doors of office of the workplace it is not um, protected from the inequalities of the real world that is just not the case if someone's a thief in their you know in their personal life that, that same attributes of being a thief is going to be in the work life. It doesn't suddenly change the moment they walk into yeah. the office. Doesn't it suddenly change when they walk into the, I know, they dial into a Zoom call. That is what people don't understand. And I just can't, you know, I don't get it. I'm tired of explaining it. It's just boring to me right now. If you don't get it, I don't know what to tell you.
1: Well, I think there's <laughs> if, another if, thing if, as well. Perception. Like we already know that people believe they can be what they see they can be, mm. so if you um are an engineer, you know if you see someone being an engineer, then you know it's possible for you to be an engineer right um, we're not seeing people you know of color or of diverse backgrounds of any type of background um being at the highest level in these companies Mm. is that something i can be can i achieve that how do i achieve that you know it's 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 probably extremely difficult and 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 i'm sure first of all it's very difficult to achieve that job for anyone because there's not a lot of those positions Mm. right but there are still hundreds or thousands of those positions available and there are still many people with the talents capable of achieving that level and we are just not seeing people of different backgrounds achieving it Mm. now that makes us feel you know people who are currently in those positions or even your children think that's not something that i can I can be. Right. And this goes down, not just down to up to the highest levels. Yeah. This goes down to also day to day jobs, things that people do every day. So let's say I am an engineer and I'm working on projects, I'm delivering IT solutions, right? Mm-hmm. But in my position in the IT industry, I don't get a lot of diversity. It's been improving a, a bit over the last few years, but it's really don't get a lot of diversity. Now, Anyone who, you know, I've, I've spoken before in a previous episode about walking up into interviews and them not believing that I could be the person that they are hiring mm-hmm. because I do not look like the engineer. Right. And I know black women face this a lot because there's a lot of black women engineers out there, you know, in the IT industry or other industries, which is a male dominated industry. which mm-hmm. is even harder for them because. They don't even believe it could be a woman that that could be turning up for that job, mm. you know. So I turn up there, and people don't believe that it could be me, right? But my experiences in the past and the people that I've worked with in the past has shown that I can do this job. Uh, I'm very competent at this job, and therefore anybody who has worked with me in the past and will hire someone in the future to this job will always remember. Oh yes, I have seen not only. Uh, I've I've seen a diverse background of people doing this job, and it literally could be anyone in their mind, mm. right? Because a lot of the time, when people hire someone or want to hire someone, they have a vision, a they picture they of do. who they are it's hiring. An,
0: it's an unconscious bias.
1: Yeah, it's it's all about and unconscious and they're not bias. even
0: aware of it. But you, 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 you have an idea. In the same yeah. way, when you think surgeon and doctor, you're thinking of a man. Right, it's so, that kind of thing.
1: So my my Filipino colleague, who's seen me work in my job and in the future is going to hire someone I have just because they've seen me work yeah they've worked with me and they've seen how competent I am I have broken down that unconscious bias at least a little bit in their mind of who they're hiring to do that job in the future yeah and that is helping towards achieve that goal of a little bit more diversity so when they're going to hire someone they are not assigning that bias of you cannot you cannot do this yeah. you can I agree
0: do this. i agree totally
1: yeah it's so but, it's all about perception
0: yeah definitely definitely it's the perception and i also think it's actually really wanting to make the change and not making excuses so i know sometimes and i've had people say this to me at interviews because I'll say oh there's hardly any women in your you know that are director, like for smaller companies, companies that are director levels that are x and x level and I've actually had a woman say to me not at my current company a company I've interviewed at had a woman say to me who was director level oh but it's really hard to get female directors at this level because of having children because of x y and z and what I heard come out of her mouth was excuse after excuse after excuse. Yeah. If you want, if you're a company and you want to hire women, female directors, and that is something that you want to have, you will make that a priority in your strategy. Exactly. How do you make that priority in your strategy? Maybe you need to, you know, readjust your financials and increase the mat leave benefit that you give. Yeah. A lot of women... Will, you know, at the back, when you know you want to have children, you're kind of planning it and thinking, okay, so this company here, Matt leave, do I want to leave? They're offering me X amount of um, compensation, you know, m- maternity leave benefits, and it's really good. And so, therefore, you will not leave for this. You know, if you work at an Accenture, I know they offer quite a good um, benefit package, a maternity package. You're not going to leave, you know, one of those big companies an Accenture, Deloitte, whatever it is, to go work for a small company where they say to you, oh, well, you can get a benefit. You can get maternity leave, but you've got to work two years first before you even get it. Why would I leave? And I'm a director. I think about having kids. Why, would, Or having my my you know, more children. Why would I leave? So to wait two years to then get my money or I can just have my kids here at Accenture and yeah. be perfectly fine. It's things like that that you have to make that financial investment if this is something that you care about. It, it just is what it is. Or it may be the case that, okay, I don't, you know, we need to, we, you know, we're not, we, we don't want to necessarily hire outside talent. We need to grow the talent within the organisation. Maybe it's a case of ensuring that you have female to female mentorship. Maybe it's a case of you saying, okay, so here's all these female employees. I'm going to see what external mentorships available to them to help them grow. I'm going to have focus groups and conversations to understand why are females not putting themselves up for promotion? Why are we not getting enough women to kind of break the glass? What is it? What is going on? It requires investment and it requires work. And unfortunately, I think a lot of the smaller companies don't actually really want to do the work. Like maybe I could be wrong, but I think they don't want to invest in an individual to do the work in, aka a DNI, a full-time DNI individual. And then they don't want to, to. And if they can't afford that, they don't want to have a team that really think about and really challenge themselves on on what they're saying. You know, really, really say, are we doing the best that we can, as opposed to being defensive. Because I think a lot of people do get quite defensive when they talk about DNI topics. Remove all of your ego away and look at the stats and be like, "This looks funky here. Like maybe some maybe we're not doing something quite right. What can we really do differently? What can we really do differently?" Ask the challenging questions, and then and then finally, not wanting to make that financial investment, whether that's you know changing up the mat leave, whether that's um, you know looking to do kind of uh, a, a, a female-led mentorship scheme or something like that you know really really kind of putting in the work because yeah. with a lot of this stuff like policies have to change and and maternity leave is is quite a quite a big one and i think with some companies that's how they've been able to get a bit more of an equal balance because their maternity leave is good mm-hmm. so women will be more likely to come you know to, 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 to stay there as opposed to leaving and then they've given themselves actual targets so they said okay well by the year of 2030 we're going to have a 50 50 manager split for example and then they published that on their website and it shows you know when i see companies that have that it tells me that they are they give a shit about it you know that they're, they're, they're they've made a public declaration to, to do and be better yeah and that is a step in the right direction.
1: Yes. But not only that kind of declaration, but um because that declaration will help people sometimes at the lower levels. Mm. But I think as we're talking about FTSE one hundred and the highest levels of the companies, um, at the end of the day, you just need people in in the business who want to make it happen, who want to achieve real levels of diversity at the upper levels Mm. and i I think unfortunately in these companies this is why we end up in a glass ceiling situation where you know they'll bring you in um yeah we've got diversity look at our percentages right but there will always be a glass ceiling for you Mm. you can't go past that level that level of maybe being a manager or something that's it once you get there that's it um because they do not have the perception of you of someone who can lead an organization you know lead um you know you can lead a team you can lead a project but that's it you can't lead our company yeah and 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 how do we change that you know i'm not sure but i think it comes down to people and i think it comes down to what the people at the top truly believe what they truly think of different types of people
0: yeah I agree do you feel like you know not thinking about your current company but just in general do you feel like you could reach those kind of c-suite positions is that an ambition of yours
1: well I think reaching the c-suite positions regardless of um, your background is down to people with certain types of personalities and Mm. certain Ways in which they work, and uh, I don't think personally that is something that I will ever reach. But I do hope to go a lot higher than I currently am, um, because my goals in life are not necessarily to reach that level of C suite level. It's more to have a to have life goals of being happy and being, um, you know, family orientated and and that type of thing, rather than just you know career goals and i'm not saying those people who have reached that thing are career goals but um i think you know there's a balance yeah and that balance alongside me also being black um i think puts me at a a disadvantage Mm. so you know if i could i'd love to reach you know higher and higher and possibly those positions but i think also, being black and trying to reach those positions and having family-oriented a family person and stuff like that, um, it's hard, yeah, I don't foresee that being a possibility for myself, but it could be for somebody else,
0: yeah yeah i think i'm 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 in the same boat as you, I mean as our listeners know, I'm not really um, like super passionate about work, so I I couldn't see my you know that's not a, an aspiration for me to reach those levels of seniority I would like to be more senior in my career as I go on but to reach that level is not a um, at the moment at least it's, it's not something that I aspire to because just like you I want to have the quality of life and well not saying you don't if you are in those positions but I want to be more kind of family orientated um then kind of career thinking about my career and stuff so I'm exactly the same and I think if you're a black parent plus you're like a high flyer in your career I think it's just really difficult and you've got black kids and stuff navigating school and the complications that can come with having a black child in school and then trying to be like super senior in your career I think it's a lot of a lot more extra things to consider and think about a yeah, lot more uh, plates to juggle yeah. than if you were a a white individual being senior and then a white individual sending their white child to school i think it's yeah. just other complexities on top of because of your race that you have to consider as well so it's
1: exactly uh,
0: it's a, f- a bit more difficult i think it can be
1: and again like i'll circle back to perception because I already i already in my career have perception issues mm. you know, of um Working with people and them not believing that I could be what I am, you know, um, even though they're paying me to be this person, right? So, um, when I see a situation like there was with the uh, Vogue editor in chief of uh, oh British Vogue you know, oh my gosh, when he walked in, in, into his own building and I think the security guard told him that um, I think he had to do collections in the back or, or something like that. Yeah, it's
0: like, I work here. Editor and in he's chief. <laughs> the
1: editor-in-chief you know that is the type of perception issues that i think give me a glass ceiling that like i just do not see that as a possibility for myself you know that that's another example of okay i do see someone who is black in my you know in in, in higher position but even that person is facing that kind of racism. I
0: know, yeah, you know? ridiculous. So
1: it's but there was
0: the same story of that barrister in his own building. It like guy, I'm
1: editor from of chief from the, from the guy that boat. he pays to sit in his lobby. You know, that doesn't make any sense. But even
0: there was that incident where the, the female black barrister. Yes. She walked in, but she's a barrister, and I don't know who stopped her, but like a security guy or something thought that she was a defendant. And it happened four times on, like, separate days, separate occasions.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's like, no, I'm like, what? I'm a, quali- I'm a barrister? <laughs> I'm, like, super, super qualified. Yeah. Probably earning way more than you. Not that money makes a difference. But it was just exactly like what you said. It's, it's the perception thing of, I just don't believe that you could be this.
1: Yeah, like, she cannot be a barrister. Like, of course she's a barrister. Of course she's she a barrister. through all of the training and the, you know the grueling.
0: Yeah, she's qualifying just, just like any other to. woman.
1: And white She woman turns or... up, but her skin is not of the color that you expect. For some reason, you expect it, and and therefore she's a defendant. She, you know, she is someone who's committed a crime. You think she's someone who's committed a crime <laughs> to be <laughs> in court? Why? I just don't understand. It's just weird. Right? Maybe and she's book- got all her paper and everything in it, and all all the stuff, and and you still, you know, she's carrying all her bags Briefcase, and stuff, right? yeah And you still think she's the one who committed the crime? How?
0: I don't make it make sense. Make it make sense. I don't understand it at all. And what always blows my mind is like how people look at people so hard. Do you know what I mean? Don't you just like look and keep it moving? But people are looking at you and coming up with, all, and in the minutes, you know, the the ten seconds they look at you, they're already placing all this judgment and thoughts and what you can and can't be, and all this stuffs going on.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. Maybe I'm really simple, but I feel like most of the time when I'm walk when I'm walking around, or even when I'm a client and someone walks past me or someone walks into a room, I'm not really thinking that deeply about who you, that individual you is. You know what?
1: Yeah, I think there is unconscious bias um, for everyone. Mm. Yeah but um i think you're probably more aware of it if you are someone who is judged a lot of the time yeah. and who who has to always change people's perception every time you're in a room with them um then i think you're you know more aware of it and and try to think yourself about what you're thinking about other people because hmm. because they do it to you but if you're not that person then you're the one always placing the judgment and never has to think about the judgment that's being placed on you then you just continue placing judgment
0: yeah that is very true do you think it's easier to hit kind of manager senior manager positions in bigger organizations in consulting i'm just thinking because a lot of those organizations they have Quotas on like, or not quotas, but like targets. Targets, yeah. There's ambitions onto where, like, where they, like, how many black people, how many women, how many Asians, whatever it is, yeah, are going to hit that particular grade. Whereas in smaller companies, you know, you may be a company of 500, and there could only be three black people in those senior positions. Yeah, which is actually statistically a lower percentage than in those bigger companies, maybe with, I don't know, 10,000 employees, but then there's, I don't know, 150 managers at the top. That makes sense. Right. Like, do you think it's, I don't know, easier to...
1: Um, I, I think if there are more places available, then it must be easier. Mm. Because... Uh, if there's such few positions available, then most likely the people who decide who gets the position uh there's gonna be basically some people against you some people for not maybe against you but for the oppos- you know the opposite choice mm. and therefore you're less likely to get it but I think if there's a lot more positions available then I think it must be easier to to achieve that.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: You know, it's not easy because it's you know, it's higher quite a high level
0: Yeah, yeah. Whenever you're hitting Yeah.
1: But um I think it must be easy, yeah. But I, I think still at the same time, if you did actually work in these organizations and you looked around, you may not see a lot of black people um at those levels, even manager and senior manager.
0: Okay, so I think I think that's everything I wanted to get off my chest. So, I think that was a bit of an unburdening episode on kind of how we were feeling about this article, and you know what our own thoughts are and what our own perceptions are and again, you know, if you want to come forward and let us know of any of the stories that you've experienced of um you know being perceived differently um because of kind of an external factor, whatever that may be, we'd love to hear your story. Um, so please send us a DM. But I think we'll park it there and make make this one a bit of a bit of a shorter episode.
1: Yeah.
0: So we will see you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye. If you have any questions or dilemmas, email us on ornoblackprofessionals at gmail.com or we can be found on Instagram and Twitter at ornoblackprofessionals. Also, don't forget to follow us, subscribe and leave a rating and comment.